0: F one F off your audio pit stop for F one news interviews and race reviews I'm your host Adris, and I'm Gabe, and here we are, folks. Here we are. It is the final race of the season. Uh, here in Abu Dhabi. Yes, and the
1: Yas.
0: <laughs> I mean, uh, can you Yas believe it?
1: Island. Can you believe it that we're here? Like I know. I was thinking about that. It's just this is. You know, we it feels, it kind of feels like I've been, we've been doing this for so long now. Yeah. Like, I just thinking back to like the stuff that we were doing in the first episode, like mm-hmm. I stopped doing my uh, old timey race reviews because I don't think anybody cared. <laughs> like- <laughs> well, you know, actually, that's a good
0: question. Fans, here's a question for you. If you can give us the nicknames that Gabe has assigned in <laughs> The first like old timey race recap that Gabe did, you get a free shirt because we're doing some merch here soon. So, oh yeah, oh
1: god,
0: (laughs) yeah. Um, Well,
1: let's let's say give a they they need to give me at least five. Let's just say that because I didn't do everybody.
0: Yeah, but I did quite a a handful. Give a handful of names and then you get handful of the uh,
1: the nicknames. Yeah, send us a DM. Yeah show us that you're a true fan of you're a true fufo elite
0: and you are the fufo fam you're the patriarch or matriarch of yeah or non-genderless what would the non-genderless version of matriarch or patriarch be? just like family um, head i guess that works
1: um something like that right royal uh royalty the the noble the noble yes yeah yeah, I guess so, you know. Well, that that see, that's the thing. I think if we, if we end up having something like a Patreon and we need to make tiers, we need to do like the the yeah the 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 tiers of the Fufo Fam, which honestly we already have because we have the Nerds, the Dweeves, and the Casuals. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know if I feel like and i feel bad if the basic membership is called Casuals. That. <laughs> but maybe that would incentivize <laughs> them to get to the next tier cuz they don't want to be yeah. called casuals. So.
0: Yeah. Or maybe just maybe just the basic tier could be fufo fam, right? Like you're already in the fam, you know, but then like if, you know, what what level of family are you? Are you a nerd? Are you well, a Well, see, casual? you could do you a filthy casual?
1: Well, you could we could do fufo fam and then the the next tier is the Fofo casuals and then the Fofo mm. nerds and okay. then the fu- or, or the Fofo dweebs and then mm-hmm. the Fofo nerds. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay
1: yeah no i did. We'll, it we'll talk about it. we'll figure yeah, it out yeah yeah we'll, absolutely that, that's not a bad idea to have yeah. eventually you know? yeah
0: you guys are just getting into um the inner workings and the machinations of our minds as we think about that's these kinds right. of things yeah um but yeah i can't believe it we are here at the end of season 2023 and today's race there was nothing different at all from previous <laughs> races so you know how this episode's going to go <laughs> you already know who won you already know who fumbled the bag, you know who was slow as hell on the straights, and you know who was mouthing off on the radio. I'll let you fill in <laughs> who those drivers are as we go Timeless three classics episode. from the
1: F-123 season, including one says Max winning,
0: <laughs>
1: Ferrari fumbling the strategy, <laughs> McLaren uh, uh, finishing a one, a two, three, um, yeah no it it was uh it was definitely more of the same uh in some ways uh which i was not i mean i wasn't expecting some big shakeup at the yas yeah. marina although i was a little confused because usually when i look at the um when i pull up the f1 app yeah i don't watch it live most of the time mm-hmm. you know unless it's like within a reasonable time um, you don't
0: wake up at 3 30 in the morning to watch a no. race in suzuka
1: Nobody got time for that. <laughs> well, they'll do it, but they don't have time for it. Um, but no, I uh, usually when I pull that up, if it says like that, this is like a two and a half hour event or more, I'm thinking, yeah. what does that mean? Like, oh, like, yeah. is there a safety <laughs> car? But that didn't happen. So maybe just yeah. the final uh whatever I didn't I didn't watch past them, you know, going through the Weybridge or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they just like extended something after, but usually if it's like more than two hours, that means something yeah. else happened in the race.
0: Oh, I'll tell you, you missed a huge bumping party after the fact. So Yeah. I'm sure that was cool. That's fine.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's fine. Absolutely. Yeah, so I mean real talk, I guess let's let's just talk about Abu Dhabi because this is Honestly, a racetrack that does not get a lot of love. And I think it's because of the lack of, how do I say, je ne sais quoi, how you Americans say, um, like no character, right? It has like no, there's no like defining feature to it, right? That makes you go, oh man, I'm so excited for Abu Dhabi, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that people mistake, uh, people mistake um, like surrounding environment for features. But like when we say yeah. like a feature on a track, we're not talking the Vegas lights. Yeah, you know, we're right, not right. talking the giant iron bull in Austria. Like we're talking like elevation change, like like mm-hmm. uh, like the huge hill that runs up to the first corner at Austria and at the USGP. That's a mm-hmm. feature. Yeah. Um, the hairpin at Monaco. Um, the uh the corkscrew at at Spa. Mm-hmm. You know the the um, bridges in Suzuka. Yeah, the, the crossover in mm-hmm. Suzuka, like that's a feature on the track. You know, even Monza has like this. It has like the long swooping corner. There's all these straightaways. Like it's like there's like two straightaways connected yep. by like a long swooping turn. Like that's like a feature of a track that's not at every track. So Yas Marina has like it has that like kind of like, uh you know, hotel that crosses the track. And it's got the giant Ferrari. um you know, playground, yeah, world, like, yeah. amusement, amusement park, park in the background. Thing, yeah. But, like, for the most part, the track just has... It's relative, it's pretty much pretty flat. There's a little bit of an elevation change going down to the first sort of set of corners after the, um, after the, you know, start-finish straight. But yeah for the most part it's just like a street it's got it's got two long streets it's got like a couple of swooping turns it has that thing where it's like a it's like a box turn where it's like they turn right and then they turn left and then it's like a left and right it's like like a very sort of symmetrical sort of thing which is uh definitely a tilka a tilka mm-hmm. move i've noticed yeah 100 percent. i think that it it's a track that um unfortunately creates drs trains because mm. there's just not enough variation in what's happening that you can play to different drivers strengths you know yeah. some are better at positioning and then others some are better than at, at you know handling straightaways and defending mm-hmm. some have different braking zone points like there's nothing to really shake up the field in that way it's really all just like who has the fastest car yeah uh throughout the you know circuit on average and it you know
0: yeah the reason i bring it up is the track layout is just because i'm looking at the track layout between because what popped into my mind was abu dhabi feels like like the budget version of the canadian grand prix of the jill's uh villeneuve track right Mm -hmm. if you look at the layout of the canadian gp it's very it's similar to what you see with abu dhabi but it's just that abu dhabi like instead of like the canadian gp is kind of more more of an oval, honestly, with I mean mm-hmm. it's it's elongated, right? There's it's not an oval track. So if you hear me saying that and you're thinking like like IndyCar, it's mm-hmm. that's not what I'm talking about. Right. It's more it's more of an oval in terms of its like approach, right? It's it's thesis. Mm-hmm. Whereas mm-hmm. you look at the Abu Dhabi track, it's the same thing and then halfway through the oval it just goes eh, and then just like kind of like cracks its cracks its head to the left. Yeah. And right. what's funny is that the two are kind of similar. But the Canadian GP is always so much better, right? Because it's a power Mm. track and there's a lot going on, right? Yeah. Um, I guess the Canadian track is interesting because what you're doing there is you are telling all the teams, Hey man, come in with tons of power and let's just go, go to town. Right. Whereas Abu Dhabi doesn't necessarily commit. So I wonder if there's like another big change that they can make to Abu Dhabi to make it a better track. Um, Yeah, I don't know. That's just that's just my take on it.
1: I I think another well, I think another thing with that, another feature that Abu Dhabi has that I'm not a huge fan of is the fact that the track in certain places is really, really, really wide, and Mm. the runoff areas are road. You know, that's the thing is I think that with what makes them some really exciting tracks generally is that like, okay, think of it this way, like, and we see this with track limits. Like, I think Mm -hmm. Martin was talking about track limits. pod uh, during the race, too, because there were a couple of moments where Charles was getting close to, you know, needing to get penalized. Um, mm-hmm. I think that when you have a track that has consequences for your mistakes, yeah, psychologically, I think that puts drivers a little bit more on edge
0: mm-hmm, absolutely. and,
1: you know, and will fit, th- you know, kind of thins out the herd between like who's wh- who can take risks and who can't Uh Canada has a lot of grass and you run off on grass. That's a, that's not, you can't just like turn uh, and then keep going. Like there there's, you know, there's consequences to that. Yeah. There's closer walls and I'm not saying this in like, Oh, it's more dangerous and therefore it's more exciting. It's like, no, it's just that, like part of the reason why track limits is such an issue is because drivers know that they can push their boundaries far enough and then they will, they -hmm. won't have to worry about hitting a wall. Right. I mean, right. So they're able to sort of test out those waters and then, you know, it, it, it makes it, it makes it, um, it makes it more difficult for, uh, I think it just makes for less exciting racing because it's just a, a variable that's now missing. Sure. Some drivers are better at overcoming than others. So, yeah. so
0: what yeah. you're telling me is that you didn't like the over 9,000 track limit violations that were had at, Spa, not spot, uh, at Austria.
1: <laughs> oh my God. Well, see, uh, that it was so frustrating. I mean, because it's just like honestly, like there you know, there has to be a there has to be a, a line in the sand if you will. Sure. For you know going off just like track. egregious like you just you just you just it, there has to be a line drawn somewhere yeah. and It's uh, it, and the thing is it's like yeah Like I said like drivers are you know some of these people like they're willing to feel like okay You know we're only gonna get X amount of penalty like max max mm-hmm. usually builds up way more than a five second gap So like to sure. him to like get that extra position, you know to make sure that he secures the race win He'll go a little bit off track because it doesn't, it doesn't matter to him. Mm-hmm. I think that they should, um, they should really look into um, me, uh, fixing the consequences for for certain things like going off track. You know what mm. I mean? Like there needs to be more than just a penalty on track, or it needs to scale up as it as it continues to move forward. You know, so. Um, but but yeah, um, yeah, I feel that I don't know. But anyway, I mean, we didn't see a lot of that at Yas Marina. It was just mostly. Uh, mostly there was there was a few you know decent battles in there, but it was mostly just like Mm -hmm. you know all down to who was gonna pit first and who was on what strategy for tires, which like it can be exciting, but if it's it's if these things are not paired with good on track action, it just it doesn't feel like much has happened.
0: Yeah, yeah, it it can feel like it's very it feels very processional, right? Like, Mm -hmm. um. Like, at least with Monaco, you know, people accuse it of being processional. And, you know, I'm one of those people, I'll say that. Um, but at least the qualifying is really fun and exciting, right? There's a history and lore to the place that, you know, when you look at the, like, the technical <clears throat> developments that have happened within F1, within the sports, with just with how large the cars have gotten, right? If you were to go back in time and see, you know, see how small the cars were and, like, all the action that was happening on track, right?
1: Mm.
0: You think you, you think encounter that with... Yes, Maria. i don't know if smaller cars would make it better at abu dhabi i mean 2016 you know the f uh, mm-hmm. the floor plan of the f1 cars were just much smaller and right. this racing was still mid you know what i mean so yeah. yeah yeah it's 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 definitely a thing of just like the character of the track and like the track yeah. limits just just effectively all, every, all the reasons yeah. you mentioned similar yeah.
1: problem that like the the uh uh what is it the track at the paul ricard circuit in france yeah in France. Asks. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's the same sort of thing it's just really big and really wide and there's just yeah. lots of open runoff areas that like are there so it's just yeah. kind of like like bumper cars <laughs> yeah it just you know it's just not like you know it's so weird because it's like you you look at a track like silverstone silverstone is very much it's very flat because there's yes. literally just an air, airfield mm-hmm. but just the way that it's laid out and the way that it's that it's positioned, like it it, it feels it, it is an exciting race to watch. Yeah, um and I think just because, like you said, because it's a power circuit, like it it sort of has that. It's like if you're going to have a power circuit, have a power circuit.
0: Yeah, like don't commit. have
1: like power circuit and then like no no. no, no. <laughs> you know, it just feels like it throws it throws the balance off. And it sure, it, it, you know, I would say from strategy wise and car setup wise, it probably makes it an interesting challenge. But yeah. I don't know. It's just something, it just doesn't translate onto track. It doesn't translate yeah. on the screen very well. So,
0: yeah. Alright, dope. Um, so we've been doing a lot of talking about Yas Marina. Uh, so, here to give you some track facts.
1: Track facts. Track facts.
0: I think, Gabe, you want to walk us through some, sure. uh, some fun tidbits about the Yas Marina circuit?
1: Yes, so... Um, the name of the event, uh, so we have the Formula One, oh god I don't know how to pronounce this. I would this. assume Etihad? It, it's Etihad Airways, um, the uh, Abu Dhabi Grand Prix 2023 This is the second track that we have sponsored by an air air flight, right? It's Qatar and then I think this, Qatar Airways right? is the only one yeah. I think so, yeah. yeah. Um, Fascinating Um, The track is called the Yas Marina Circuit and it's on Yas Island, so it's mm. the marina um, kind of on this uh, I'm pretty sure it's a man-made island, right? I think that was like...
0: Everything early, Everything yeah. out there is man-made islands. Like, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, it's uh, located in the uh, United uh, Arab Emirates, um, right outside of Abu Dhabi, which, uh, fun fact, is the world's richest city. That's insane. Which means that the average net worth of the you know two hundred or four hundred and twenty thousand people that live in there is seventeen million U.S. dollars. That's an average. Wait, wait, like, wait. What? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This is yeah. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, <this> is, whoa. <laughs> yes. Yeah, sit down, Vegas. Whoa. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Think about that for a second. Four hundred and twenty thousand people. So it's like just under the population of Wyoming. Okay. Jeez. And the n- average net, worth, net of, worth of a citizen. Of all of those people, seventeen million. Jeez. I mean that's insane, right? Wow. I don't know. Wow. What's, I, like it makes me wonder. Like, what's <laughs> the average net worth of? I don't know, Los Angeles. Like. Oh, it's gonna be super low.
0: I would w- I would wager.
1: Yeah. Anyway, but yeah. yeah, so
0: it's not 117 million Abu Dhabi money. I'll tell you that. Yeah,
1: right. <laughs> um, yeah. So 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 very very rich city, very rich track. Um, and um, it cost, and yeah, I mean, on what? the
0: broadcast they mentioned it was a billion dollars to build that.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, That's, yeah, big time. And it it was started in conceived in 2006 and then finished in 2009. Um man. yeah yeah pretty wild and i i remember like when the track was like announced and brought out like it it seemed really interesting and there's been a lot of really interesting things that have happened there like the whole yeah leave me alone i know what i'm doing thing Mm -hmm. from kimmy raikkonen that was when he was in lotus that was that was (laughs) at the gas marina circuit obviously the huge controversy after the 2021 um you know title deciding race between mm-hmm. Lewis and Max was the Yas Marina with uh Latifi hitting the wall and bringing out a safety car which I'm honestly going to say in hindsight uh poor Latifi he did not deserve to get the kind of hate mail that he got oh, after yeah. you know insane getting into an accident people are nuts yeah and i can say too after uh driving r- driving on this track in a couple of racing get video games now um i will say that i'm Personally, I'm not a huge fan of driving around this track um, mm. Mostly because it's really it's hard to memorize like it's hard to remember Wherever however the track layout it goes because it just it it feels it very, meanders um, Yeah, and yeah. it just feels like it doesn't have uh, enough uh, Sort of things to sort of kind of keep it make it distinguished feeling, you know, mm. it's it's weird. That's. I feel like that's a be interesting thing that you and I can almost do. It's just like if we, because each of us should be able to have access to a racing game that's got this oh, track, yeah. like some of these tracks on it. Um, part of the reason I'm, I need to get like the Formula One to twenty twenty three video game so that I can like, you know, drive through these tracks and be like, yeah, well, there's like all this mm-hmm. elevation here. Like I'll, I'll pull a Rossberg. Um, <laughs> do
0: you ever watch his his uh, his uh, track analysis? every once in a while youtube yeah, yeah youtube videos yeah they're, they're they're pretty good um he plays on a set of Corsa. we were actually just talking mm. about that before so for anyone who anyone like give us like some recommendations on some good driving games we should play y'all um i'm thinking about picking up a Corsa on steam um looks pretty nice i think that is the game of choice that all the drivers do their sim racing in and there's also i racing there's
1: so, i racing yeah, yeah. Um yeah set of course it has some cool stuff they the my dream thing that I I saw that they do I really want is obviously I want to have like a steering wheel set up sure sure but I they mean, also have full uh up like vr capability Ooh, yes and they had i saw somebody had a vr headset with a steering wheel and they were in uh it was like the japanese highway like system Mm -hmm. and so they were just on an online lobby with just like a bunch of dudes and like tuners and they're just driving or like speeding up around the highway Mm -hmm. just like driving around like a big car meet and i'm like i want to be part of that (laughs) like that's all i've ever wanted as a kid (laughs) that's excellent yeah, it'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, let's talk a little bit about uh, the pre-race, uh, pre-race drama, pre-race things, mm-hmm. um, stuff that kind of happened. Build kind of the build-up.
0: Yeah, things leading um, into the race. Yeah,
1: I would say really the main thing that that was the talking point was the fact that this race was sort of the decider for a lot of the. Uh, final places for the constructors and drivers championships. Yeah. Um, Mercedes and Ferrari were kind of coming into this in their final battle. Um, Aston Martin and McLaren were gonna kind of sort out who was gonna finish where. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was um, that was a, really the really the the big sort of talking point, and it's it's always fa- it's always good to have that. I, I, I like when it comes down to the final race to have things decided.
0: Yeah, it's fun
1: which is why it's always it's always a little bit disappointing when like the driver and constructors championship doesn't boil down to a single race mm-hmm. um but you know we have to count count those events when we can like we yeah. Have to increase yeah that when when it the rarity of it is showing up um so um so yeah uh, the big one obviously was mercedes and ferrari um and um uh, thing that was uh, also really exciting that I was I was super happy to see is that the uh, free practice one session had a huge amount of uh, like reserve drivers, test drivers, um, who were taking place uh, or uh, taking part of the um, of the practice session, including uh, uh, our pal from IndyCar, um, Pedro Award was right, driving in for McLaren. And uh, let's see, who else is in there? There We had Felipe Drogovic, uh, who was the person who was supposed to step in for Lance Stroll at mm-hmm. the beginning of the year, uh, but Lance made his miraculous recovery. Uh, let's see, we had uh, Robert Schwartzman uh, for Ferrari. Uh, we had a Frederick Vesti uh, driving Mer- uh, Mercedes, Jack du- Duhan driving Alpine, uh, Teo um, Porchari, uh, who was uh, as you remember a uh, good friend of Shinnelli and and um and who has actually just won the uh formula 2 uh world championship let's so go congratulations, congratulations to him shout out to theo um Patrick award um uh Jake Dennis who uh was the uh formula e I think formula e champion um, he was driving for um I think he was uh, he was driving for andretti um a, uh, Isaac uh hajar uh Zach O'Sullivan and Al- uh Al- is it, maybe that's is it Oliver or Olivier no that's Oliver Oliver Bearman um so quite a few um alternates driving in that mm-hmm. in that session uh Felipe drugovich uh was number two uh, just behind Mercedes uh driven by George Russell so and that mm-hmm. was only 0.2 uh seconds behind 210 so nice. honestly really really good yeah um, performance considering um but yeah uh ricardo uh botas uh uh, and lance all had uh within top five um times in fp1 which i mean you know you could say oh it's fp1 it's what it is you know but honestly i don't you know i'm trying not to like think too too down about just a practice session you know because it's you know, they're out there. They're, 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 they're showing some example of what is going to be coming around. So, sure. um, so yeah, that was, that was a really, that was a really cool thing to see. Um, we yeah. had a few accidents in, in free practice, but you know, for the most part, it went through pretty smoothly. Um, except, well, ex- I guess, except for Carlos who crashed, which the minute I saw that I'm just like, dude, you don't have any spare parts left. Dude. Like this is not good for you.
0: And uh, what's funny about that is that I think that it was the track both times. Like, like, carlos must have pissed someone off
1: and they have just <laughs>
0: cast a spell on him because man like runs into the manhole in vegas and then just a week later like runs into like a bump on the track that the fia then like ran out overnight and like cleared up
1: <laughs> right who who, who hates man. carlos to put a curse on him though i
0: don't know who could hate that man the originator of the smooth operator name must be because <laughs> they're like they're like no he is using my nickname in, in vain <laughs> they not even given us any money <laughs> speaking of of carlos though um yeah. very very funny thing happened during the practice sessions where i guess uh carlos has this tendency to just kind of sit on the track sometimes just be at the worst possible place uh when mm. someone's on a hot lap or just trying to get around the track and <laughs> piastri is coming up behind carlos and then sees carlos right there and he sa- goes on the radio and says classic carlos just sitting in the middle of the road, nothing's changed. I see. I mean, yo, that is some straight heat coming from a rookie, bro. Like, what? That is hilarious, man. Because those Maybe, two have had tangles, but uh, this this entire season, I think this is probably the third time this has happened with them now. So you know, that is, can, that's just funny.
1: Honestly, I can imagine Carlos Sainz just zoning out in the middle of the track. <laughs> like sometimes when, he, just when you me. see them, just like like looking at, like during an interview, <laughs> like you can just imagine him just be like. Mm. <laughs> I have to drive this car. What am I doing? Oh. You know, oh man. It's, it's like Carlos, you're in the middle of check. Oh, I was not paying attention. Um,
0: you know, he's probably just humming like all of Shade's like greatest hits in his mind as he's
1: <laughs> like
0: racing in a track. <laughs>
1: Oh, Carlos! No need to you know, ask. I'm a body. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, let's say let's, let's speaking of sticking with Ferrari, let's move into Oof. qualifying because speaking of the man, the man. myth, the legend, um, Carlos just. Got hung out to dry there in Q1. A Absolutely. Little bit. And I think that this is still uh, sort of part of the continuing conversation that you and I are having about how qualifying format needs a change. Max was also getting really impatient with people. He kept trying mm-hmm. to like pass people like sure. in the like tunnel of the pit lane. Um he was mad that the Alpha Rome- or the the Williams were like trying to like get like cut cut off like i don't know what the rules are for trying to like get into the fast lane and the pit yeah. lane to leave seemed reasonable to me you know you just you know yeah. let somebody in your are queuing. you, you, know, you see a spot
0: filter. yeah you see a spot you take it yeah
1: but apparently according to max they're not supposed to do that mm. which i don't know it could just be max being impatient yeah. uh he's a pretty impatient guy i've noticed yeah um but uh but yeah um poor carlos did not make it out of q1 and uh pretty much it was just track positioning and just not getting him out on time to really be able to put in the the lap he needed um which is easy to happen and uh i i honestly feel like the only really the only solution for this is to just have like you know have the qualifying done in sections you know like have or, like yeah you know five five drivers go out at a time you know put out a hot lap and mm-hmm. then come in and then you send the next out i mean if that were to extend a qualifying you know qualifying session
0: yeah about like a half hour not? or something like that yeah it's frustrating you know I, mean? I, I hate i hate watching qualifying and then it gets red flagged right and then they just right. don't resume it and it's like and it's great because that has resulted in a lot of really interesting uh, pole position winners And an interesting mix when you go to Q2 and Q3 and everything. But, man, sometimes you're just like, really? Like,
1: okay, you know? (laughs) Do you think the drivers have, like, a Vin Diesel attitude where it's like, you know, it doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile, like, pole position is pole position? Because I can imagine, like, if you were, like, you managed to pull pull the lap out there when it was raining and then it just torrentially downpoured. Mm -hmm. And then everyone was like, you got pole position. It's just like... Yeah, but like I, I think everybody else was would have been faster, you right. know. Like it almost feels I'm, like a hollow victory, right?
0: I'm I'm sure it's a good balance, right? I mean, I think I think everyone there is pretty much it's pretty self aware of where their driving skills are and you know the the strengths and weaknesses of their cars, right? Right. And I'll tell you what there are 18 drivers who weren't driving the RB19, so I think they all know that they're the slower car, right? So even <laughs> yeah. like all season long, I'm sure that's been in the back of everyone's head, right? Even even yeah. Charles, right? Even though he got so many poles this position, uh, this season, he wasn't able to convert any of them. And right. not for lack of trying, it's right. just the RB19 just comes in with like the one-two punch, yeah. like death ray, and you're done. You
1: know <laughs> You know that he is one pole position away from having the number two most pole positions for a Ferrari? really. Yeah. He's one away from Nikki Lauda. Nikki Lauda has number 2. Uh, I don't know remember how many pole positions he has, but apparently if Charles had gotten pole for this race, he would have been the number 2 Ferrari driver with the most <sighs> poles. Which is crazy, right? To think. Wow. It's crazy to think about that. I mean, obviously number 1's Michael Schumacher because he's yeah. won seven world championships for mm-hmm. them. Uh or no, he won six for no, five. Six. Yeah, cuz he won two with Benetton. Yes. So, um but yeah, it's it's crazy to think about that. It's just like Charles has had a lot of race wins with Ferrari, but he's had no world championships and yet he is on the cusp of surpassing Nikki Lauda who has two uh, two world championships with Ferrari um as as the number 2 person on the spot with the most pole positions for the team. That's I insane. mean, that's crazy to think about.
0: That tells you um, a lot about Ferrari though, right? I think yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, cuz you also yeah. had Fernando you also had mm-hmm. Seb, like that mm-hmm. like that right there, those two right there, those are like legends of the sport, right? And, whew, oh man, yeah. that,
1: that says a lot. How wild is that? Yeah, how wild <laughs> is that? Um, well, Ooh. speaking of great performances though, shout yeah. out to specifically McLaren, the McLaren team. Yes. They did great qualifying fans, oh, but also Yuki Sonoda mm-hmm. qualified sixth. Mm-hmm. And that was, I was really happy for, for Yuki. Uh, I mean, good i mean just good effort all yeah. around honestly yes. yeah like that was not like a week that wasn't a fluke like he had some genuine pace yeah. in that well, car and it translated to the race pretty well
0: that's true um i was gonna say Grinet perez did get his track his laptop deleted and there was another driver who had the laptop deleted. I, I forget who it was but um because they both had faster laps than Sonoda, but then their laptops were deleted so they got they still
1: would have but... finished still would have put him in eighth you oh yeah yeah yeah. he still made it to q3 yeah he
0: was still in q3 like he like sunoda. on merit he was still in q3 but yes that's yeah. Sun- sunoda was doing a great job and hulkenberg yeah. too like dude that yeah. haas is quick man that haas is quick and it's so sad that it has not converted into actual points and yeah. you know we'll talk about points and stuff because uh we are planning on having a nice deep dive data analysis episode coming up here real soon about like mm-hmm. what this season looked like points wise and some other interesting stats
1: yeah, no, absolutely fantastic for 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 Haas, but yeah, like you said, I mean, it's just like they just can't translate it. It just and all season they've had like great qualifiers and then just mm-hmm. it falls apart. Because I just it just goes to show you like qualifying and racing are two different animals. Like oh, yeah, one leads yep. into the next one, but yeah, yeah. it just It's not a, it's not a translation for so the next thing, right? An
0: F one weekend race weekend is like an anamorph, like sort of qualifying yeah. like into. Yeah, I would always take of, the books yeah. and just do the flipping and like. That's that was the cool <laughs> part for me, you know. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's like a uh, yeah. I mean, I think um, I think it's like there's a difference between doing like being at like a shooting range, but then like also like being in a worse time situation. It's like oh yeah. different, you know, it's it's a different animal. Yeah, let's, well, let's let's get into the race. Yeah. Um, because um uh, well speaking of ferrari I mean, everyone, charles yeah the first that first that first little lap like he oh i thought he was going to do it Dude. i thought he was going to be able to get max but did you see that red bull around the turn like when, yeah. like, when he was fighting back from charles yes It yeah. just had so much grip mm-hmm. around the outside yeah i mean come on
0: yeah yeah i man it was first off i the shout out to every single driver for keeping it nice and tight on lap one mm-hmm. like right. I don't know if it's because everyone's just like it's Abu Dhabi, whatever. I'm not going to gun it off the line, or right. if everyone's just like, oh, I'm thinking about the long, the long stretch stretch goal here. I want to get right. to the end of the race, kind of thing, right? right. Um, yeah, shout out, shout out everyone for doing a good job or off off the jump. Um, right. But yeah, that was wild. Um, I was really, really hoping Charles would be able to get it done right there, but um, you know, our our patron saint <laughs> uh, Saint Leclerc um, just <laughs> couldn't get it done. Like...
1: No, and I don't think it was his fault. I think he did everything right. It's just that that Red Bull has so much pace mm-hmm. around those turns. Like, I was just watching him, and like it's like Max Max just re— You know, you, you did that thing where, you know, Charles had that inside position, right? And so the idea is, like, he should be able to make a straight line to the next apex of the turn. But Max just had so much carried so much speed around the outside that he was able to retake track position to hit the apex of the next turn and just Charles couldn't couldn't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Um it was just insane to see the Red Bull that quick around a turn. I mean, absolutely wild. So Charles wasn't really able to do I think he hung on for I think at least ten or twelve laps. He was, I think like one point three or one point four seconds away until yeah. Max just started to You know, he, I think he just, the the tires went away and and Max just started to, you know, Mm -hmm. take off, just, you know, fuck off down the street.
0: Do you think that Charles, um, used up his tires there? Like, kind of burned him up?
1: I think so. I mean, I'm trying to remember who pitted first of the two Ferraris. Um, because well i mean we can we can talk about it but a little later but uh science was on a way different strategy than Mm -hmm. claire was (laughs) um and uh i i think that's probably fair um i i i think that like when you're especially in the beginning stint like your tires only have a certain amount of lifetime where, where you have to like kind of eke the performance sort of back out of them yeah so i think the mediums will do a thing where they will be really quick for a while and then they have this sort of dead period mm-hmm. but then they they kind of come back a little bit again before it they completely fall off the cliff right and,
0: and it depends on which compound you're talking right because you right. have any it's it could be the medium on any day could be the c2 the c3 the c4 right Right. and a C4 could be hard day, you know what I mean so it's just like right. I don't know Like,
1: <laughs> yeah it's tough to say and like honestly um, you know Max Max was complaining about his tires going out but I don't even know like uh, uh, like part of me feels like Max just notices the smallest slight change mm-hmm. and then just like equates it like kind of he sort of catastrophizes mm-hmm. it a little bit and the team's just like eh it's fine Max whatever but that's what makes um, you a champion
0: man you right, think about again, the, yeah. the small details man
1: well, he's just going to be tortured if he ever, he's ever in a car that has a ton of, you know, problems with it. Like, <laughs> um, But, yeah, um, so uh, obviously, yeah, Charles, Charles had made it, uh, an effort, didn't really translate. Max pretty much stayed out front, and then it really just became a battle for the second and third positions. Um, and that also had some really strong uh, constructor implications. Big time. Um, one of them actually uh, being AlfaTari, uh, AlphaTari, which... Yuki, um qual- who had started sixth, uh, did a really good job of maintaining himself in that top mm-hmm. ten finish. Um, he ended up uh finishing eighth, which is technically where I think he would have qualified had the penalties not come out. But the more exciting thing is, is that Yuki at this race became the second Japanese driver mm-hmm. to ever lead a Formula One Grand Prix. It was only for like a couple of laps, but like he he did it hey leading. It was that was and so cool to see awesome. his
0: name at the top at like i one like, i was oh, half tempted yes. to take
1: like a picture of it and be like you know put in one of those freeze freeze this moment memes yeah. or whatever you know you're probably wondering how i got here <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um but yeah no gr- great job from yuki Sonoda, and i think the commentators even commented about how his radio messages were very calm and collective and he's shown
0: um, a lot of maturity I think yeah I think, I think French toast still... Has really rubbed off on him right because I yeah. think that's kind of been the biggest issue that Afatori, um now racing bulls maybe next I mean
1: racing bulls
0: racing bull yeah did you not see the, the no uh, that's yeah, what the, they're going the name change yeah so it looks like it's gonna be racing bulls next season going forward Um.
1: <laughs> that's gonna be um, so confusing do... <laughs> racing bulls and red bull racing why don't they call it Racing Red Bull? No, Red Racing Bulls. Or why don't they call it Sugar Free Red Bull? <laughs> <laughs> Not with less calories. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, okay. No, then. Okay. Hold on. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to look up what Red Bull flavors and we'll see which one works best. Okay, Red Bull flavors. <laughs> Let's see what we got here. Um,. Okay. We, uh, wings for every taste is what they say. Um, <laughs> same benefit, different taste. Okay. So let's see. What do we got? We have the winter edition pear cinnamon.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. So the, there's the peach edition, the amber edition. Okay. These are there's some... Okay. Strawberry apricot, mm. watermelon, tropical, wi- <laughs> okay, blueberry, dragon fruit, coconut berry <laughs> and then peach nectarine
0: Ooh, peach nectarine is good you know th- the other thought i had ringing around yeah in there's noggin. red bull
1: zero the red bull sugar free yeah that's you're what i'm right. saying
0: red bull zero red bull sugar free or if you just want to really go into the joke just call just go full full tilt and just call the team rich energy all right <laughs> um bring them back make them the official title sponsor oh god christian horner helmet can just wash their hands of the junior team right
1: i'm telling you you know liquid if liquid death showed up and sponsored Alphatari, <laughs> and it was like you know the liquid, uh, liquid death, death <laughs> racing i'm buying all the merch i'm sorry absolutely I'm gonna buy the whole thing
0: absolutely
1: um, yeah you know i well i guess so these are just colored flavors but i guess the three they have like yeah they're sugar free they're regular and the zero i honestly think red bull zero or zero bowl ooh <laughs> Zero bull. That's pretty zero. good. That's pretty good.
0: And Sonoda on the zero bull, pulling up on Daniel Ricciardo on the other zero bull. You mentioned the commercials.
1: He like takes a swig. He's like zero bull. Zero bull. Hundred percent commitment. <laughs> He's like, I like my energy drinks. Like I like my
0: racing. Zero bull. <laughs> Oh, oh that's excellent.
1: great well so racing bulls but, huh? yeah that sounds terrible uh, but but
0: but good for yuki Sonoda. <laughs> the reason yeah. I, uh, so i brought up sauce. this was actually his last race as team principal he has mm. retired as of now right right um he's been in the sport for a super long time so shout out to him enjoy your retirement um but mm-hmm. he has really been i think an advocate for yuki as far as him maturing and whatnot and i think he showed a lot of mm-hmm. that in his race he's definitely kept his cool a lot more last over this last season so yeah congrats to yuki yeah.
1: Yeah, I you know I hope I you know if uh, it would be awesome if next year suddenly Yuki was like the one Dude, racing pops free. off, <laughs> and it's just like Man. but you could you could you imagine let's just speculate for a second could you imagine that scenario where Yuki and Alphatari okay it's like him and Danny Ricardo are, like you know racing to compete for who's mm-hmm. the top position yeah and then Red Bull just like pulls Yuki out of the Alphatari and puts it in the Red Bull do you think like Yuki <laughs> would do that or do you think Yuki would stay with Alphatari if he's getting success like like this is that this is that scenario of like it's a sister team what do you do when the sister team is more successful than the main team you know what if red mm. bulls racing or or, or bolt bull, racing bulls
0: <laughs> red bull zero
1: <laughs> red bull zero right? is doing way better than the normal red bull racing like what do you do you know i mean,
0: I, I can't imagine that would ever be the case but if that were the case um i they just like no. swap
1: cars secretly they just change the libraries <laughs> on them and it's like wait a minute this doesn't work look right
0: yeah i i don't know i feel like you would have to like you can't just swap the drivers that would that'd be a bad look
1: it would be a bad look but just, it's also red bull
0: you gotta just you gotta just accept it you know yeah
1: yeah um well anyway um enough of bulls racing um
0: enough of that bull
1: enough of that um, let's talk about um, let's talk about uh, Piastri a little bit um, I mean Oscar because
0: talk about Oscar. Oscar, Pi- Oscar Piastri Oscar
1: Piastri <laughs> favorite,
0: um, favorite food what was did you see that you, <laughs> no What
1: were, um, what's his favorite food
0: they, they had fun facts about Oscar Piastri and okay um, and Lewis Hamilton at the same time um, pulled up on screen and I think oh uh, Oscar Piastri really likes chocolate Oh, and his favorite cuisine of food was pasta. And I was like, I don't know if that's a cuisine. That's a genre.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah, Not a cuisine.
1: It's like my favorite cuisine of food is hot dogs. <laughs> I like yeah. bread. I like <laughs> bread. Could you imagine if someone was just like, what's your favorite uh, cuisine of choice? He's like American. I love me some cheeseburgers and corn dogs. You know? Um... Well, good for good for good for uh, piastri good, eating that hot pasta. For, I like it. Um, good <laughs> but um but no, but but for real though, that guy uh, had a Bro. pretty stellar rookie season, I will say. Amazing. Um and he topped it off today uh with his uh defense against uh the Dark Arts teacher uh Russell. Um and he did such a good job. Um, <laughs> um <laughs> He did oh, such a he did such a good job uh defending Russell. Uh, oh, obviously man. ultimately he couldn't he made a mistake uh at the end of the straight. He uh he locked up a little bit. Russell was able to pass, but he he gave him a run for his money and you know he did. good for him, man.
0: He did. And so he av- avada cadavered those tires, you know. And that's, then he was just That's right. Yeah. He's cooked.
1: <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, they had to when Gardrium Leviosa had his car up so they could get the to the mm. wheels off of it. Could you imagine wizards in F1? It's just like, <laughs> for the pit change, it's just one guy that comes out and he just like waves the car up and like, you know, moves mm-hmm. the tires away and then like, you know, <laughs> they get them back on and. Yeah. Um, Formula Quidditch. <laughs> I mean, like, dude, do, like, do, does the Wizarding World have any racing? Like.
0: Dude, the Wizarding World would have, like, their most exciting race series would be with Ford Model Ts. You know what I mean?
1: Well, no, like, I mean they have brooms. Do they do like Quidditch style racing, which is, like broom racing? Like, that's not as fun. It's like magic, you know. Like,
0: maybe yeah, the yeah. maybe they would have like like a, like a Model T running off of magic, right?
1: Oh, what about a flying car racing series? Like they have the flying Ford Anglia. Okay,
0: I, I would I would trust wizards who wizards and witches who fly on brooms more than I would normal people because. All the stuff about flying cars, y'all, let me just... I'm just saying it right here, right now. <laughs> People cannot drive in two dimensions. I'm not going to add a third and yeah. allow someone to drive. Like, yeah, oh, absolutely no, no. yeah, absolutely no. not. Yeah, absolutely not.
1: Yeah, no, 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 no. Um, well, you know what the thing is, Dries? We have several... Um, several Harry Potter experts in our lives we that do. we could easily ask yeah. about what 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 racing sort of things would happen in a wizard <laughs> uh, world so we will have to ask them and get back to you on yes. this yes. um but i'm i'm de- i'm genuinely fascinated with the idea of uh, a <laughs> hogwarts style uh, world of racing yeah. um but anyway, yeah, go Hufflepuff.
0: Um, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, do, wait, have you always quizzed as a Hufflepuff? I've always quizzed oh, as a
1: Hufflepuff. Oh, I, I took it twice, and I was 100% Hufflepuff. I've taken it multiple times,
0: times. and every single yeah. time. I, I think, like, I was like, no, I, 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 that can't be right. Hufflepuff and I just accepted. I'm a Hufflepuff. 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 Uh, uh, uh. uh, we, need uh a, we need a theme song for that. Oh,
1: yeah. Um. <laughs> um yeah, no, I'm down to it. That'll be <laughs> a shirt, Hufflepuff Gang. Hufflepuff um, Gang. Hufflepuff Gang so yeah so yeah. good job for para or um uh, Piastri, Piastri. really topping off his Oskar. season uh, i think he, had, he finished up i think he ended up having 97 points from his rookie season which is Dude, absolutely amazing. great for him like good for him
0: and what's great um, about that is that that makes all the drama that happened for you know prior to him yeah. getting into the sport absolutely yeah. worth it right yes like
1: 100 percent. yeah
0: honestly when that happened when he tweeted out that i will not be actually i'm gonna do my best oscar Piastri here I will not be driving for alpine i can't do it i all i can say is oscar oscar piastri that's all i can really do and that's not even really good but when he tweeted out saying that i'm not driving for alpine you'll be hearing from me soon one of two things was going to happen that his f1 career was going to be trash and his rookie season was going to be awful or he was going to come in real hot and just do some Mm -hmm. amazing things and it was the latter, folks. And this yeah. has been a fun, fun season to watch them do all this.
1: It, it took them a minute. It took a, minute, a sure. minute for McLaren to kind of get their get their groove, get their stuff together. You know, once they shugged shrugged off uh, that terrible livery, uh, mm-hmm. they really started to do better. So
0: <laughs> sponsor, uh, sponsor,
1: sponsor, 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 <laughs> sponsor, sponsor.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, speaking of speaking of Piastri. Um, he had a little entanglement, to borrow a word from Jada Pinkett Smith, um, that uh, w- with Paris. Um, mm-hmm. and that got real wild. There was an incident where Piastri was on the outside; it was a left-hand turn. Uh, Piastri's coming around on the outside. Uh, mm-hmm. Piastri was further along ahead, um, but Perez mm-hmm. was on the inside, and they touch. And yeah. Perez goes on the radio and says. He just drove into me, and then Piastri's like, <laughs> he just turned into me, right? <laughs> so it's like that Spider Man meme. Who who's yep. who's right? Who's right here? Turn around,
1: every now and then I get Oscar Piastri <laughs> running to in my tires. Um, Turn yeah, no, <laughs> I noticed that too. Um, what'd you think I, of that? Well, the slow mo, from what I could see from the slow mo, what it looked like is that Perez did not cut into the chicane further than he could he should have or could have I mean yeah. I'm assuming he's probably trying to to fend off Piastri mm-hmm. right I think he the, his idea was that he didn't I don't think he realized that Piastri was as far alongside him as he was because he did not turn into the Apex as far as he might normally have done. And so Piastri was right there cuz he was pretty much at full lock. I think when he was coming mm-hmm. to the turn, I think he washed a little bit, but he was mostly oh, at the, full okay. lock and he just bumped into Piastri. So I think what happened was that he went in deep. Yeah. Not really thinking that Piastri was going to be there, but Piastri was there. And ultimately Piastri was alongside him enough to be given to be entitled racing room. Yeah. My, and that's why you know, he got the penalties. So
0: yeah, my thing was, yeah, it, it, it looked like he drove, it looked like Paris drove into, um, Piastri. It looked like he didn't give him the room there. Um, mm-hmm. but I was surprised to see that there was a five second penalty. And the reason I say this is because I'm comparing this with another event that happened during the race where mm-hmm. we see Alonso effectively break test Hamilton. Right. And okay. yeah, Alonso in that instance, uh, for those that didn't see it, Alonso's in front of Hamilton going into a turn and, pretty much yeah. i think he's trying to get him to get in front so he can get the drs um get the drs exactly. activation yeah on him, right yeah um exactly. which is another which leads to another discussion that we need to have about drs its effectiveness you know like some rule changes around that right we'll hold that for another time but alonzo effectively break tests hamilton it looks like and hamilton goes on the radio instantly he's like what the heck and even the commentator's like yeah that is some very dangerous driving, right? Mm. Um, just because the driver behind does not necessarily have the reaction time to do anything about it just because of the speeds they are going. At. I mean, F1 drivers are quick. They have lightning fast reflexes, but they're not that quick. You know, it can't be physics. Mm. So, um, for Alonso to not be given a five second penalty for what he did in his instance versus what Perez did with Piastri. I was a little confused by that. It didn't seem, I, it felt like between those two, the one that should have gotten the penalty was Alonso. Um, but uh, I don't know what. What did you think about that? Well, because those two, I was kind of comparing and contrasting. It was just like that. That no. Is well, see, you're, you're
1: Well, you're exactly right. That's exactly what Alonzo was trying to do, uh, because it was uh, the exit of three and four. Uh, because the the start the pit the pit um, the pit exit dumps uh dumps the drivers out right after two into three and four and then three and four the detection uh zone is right at the end of four into that five which mm-hmm. then leads to the you know the straight Yeah. and so i think what happened was that i think Al- alonzo throughout the race was complaining that they were really slow on the straightaways right mm-hmm. and alonzo is you know he's in his own race trying to make maximize the amount of points as he has because you know stroll is not certainly not helping and he's just trying to not only secure his place in the driver standing, but also trying to lift Aston Martin above um, uh, above uh, McLaren at this sure. point. Right. So I think that what happened was at least this from and which is why I think they, they sort of deemed it as like a no further actions, because essentially Alonzo, when he came out of the turn, he 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 let off the he let off the gas for sure. Because he knew Hamilton was coming right, because was right, right on his tail, coming around him, and I think that he was assuming that uh, that Hamilton would have recognized that like that mm. was a moment that he could have just jumped out to the sure. to the inside, made the turn, and then Alonso would have had DRS to kind of pass. Sure. So I had had Hamilton just swerved to the outside and passed up. Alonzo then I don't really think anybody would have noticed because they would have just been like oh that's weird Alonzo slowed down for that moment you know but like mm-hmm. it would have passed by but I think it's the fact that Hamilton basically was giving Alonzo the benefit of the doubt that he was going to be like fully on it the whole mm-hmm. time
0: sure um, sure
1: that's that fair. is where it started to get into trouble and as Martin said on the, tele- on the telecast which is I think a fair assessment enough is that these cars don't have brake lights so right you know, they break so quickly, it's it's irrelevant. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of this just boiled down to the sort of, like, Alonzo trying to sort of manufacture a... A scenario to where he would not be vulnerable to hamilton sure. he'd be on the attack right. but hamilton did not came coming out of the pits was not anticipating that he would immediately be able to take a spot like i think he he thought that alianza was going to put up a fight so he was surprised by that mm-hmm. um so yes i think like it was a little bit of a cheeky move i i i think it could have ended up you know um pretty pretty poorly but um I think ultimately it was more or less i think it was both sort of both in their hands because you know on the one case it's like let, let's say for example let's say Alonso had a breakdown in that moment
0: mm-hmm.
1: and hamilton just like crashed into him because he didn't realize that he broke down at that instant mm-hmm. like would that have been Alonso's fault no because you know it would have been a mechanical failure so i think at the same time it's like a, a, a hamilton should have been able to also anticipate which he did i mean he he kind of anticipated saw what happened he was able to react Mm -hmm. but yeah it was it was weird but um Hmm. i don't i don't i don't you know i i I feel like it's one thing if it's like a deliberate decision to try and hurt somebody else or try and like but it it was i think it was out of strategy and i think maybe that was the deciding factor so who knows all
0: right guys see you're seeing here firsthand that you know, an Alonzo stand and a Hamilton stand can be friends. I can 100,000% disagree with Gabe's assessment because he's wrong. And we're still friends <laughs> at the end of the day. It's okay. You know? <laughs> <I'm kidding.
1: laughs> I thought you were going to say, see, Gabe's an Alonzo stand, but he still criticizes the moves that are made.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, that too, that's too. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah. But yeah, no, it's, it, no, I agreed. Um, that's the thing. It's, I do not, I wouldn't, Honestly, if I could pick any job in F1 to not do, it would be being a steward. I think it would be, it's got to be a very, very tough position to be in where you see an incident happen, you look at these different replays, and then you have just a handful of minutes to make a decision. Or you can make a decision after the race, right? But still, like, you are affecting and impacting like not just like livelihoods because like the money that these teams get you know, from their different places in the constructors championship and driver's championship can affect right who they bring on board all that kind of stuff so that you know
1: yeah right no for sure <laughs> um yeah well uh just to move on really quickly speaking mm-hmm. of um trying to slow down to give an advantage to another driver um uh, right at the end there uh charles realized well let's just say uh, this will yeah. be our <laughs> this this'll uh this is sort of ties into uh our Mamma Mia scuderia segment, which mm-hmm. uh, I guess we can just in- announce right now. Here it yeah. is. No, I lost the hydraulics! I lost the hydraulics Why the fuck am I so unlucky? Box not box me now? No, 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 no. no? Question is would you like to have a new
0: medium to go through
1: the traffic or prefer a new heart? Question so, uh, signs for some reason. his strategist, you know fifty laps into a fifty-eight lap racer, like we're going to hold out for a safety car. And oh my god! They just left him oh, on what? his tires at tenth place because they were expecting a safety car to happen. Oh. It didn't happen, and Carlos was out of the points. Dude. So. Because of that, what, what did Charles have to do? Charles was trying to be the biggest team player he could. So what did he do? He risked giving up his second-place position. Yep, completely. Trying let see if he can get Perez to get far enough away from Russell so that he could take a five uh, five-second penalty but still be above Russell, and then yeah. Ferrari would still be above Perez. Didn't happen because, well, Russell is quick enough. So Russell kept that gap down, and charles was just like well i tried yeah and you know what you did try charles yeah. and i commend you for it man Dude, um how, like how can you all right let me here's a question if you are the
0: let's say you're the president of the united states right mm-hmm. how can you be president of the country and general of the army and captain or whatever the platoon leader would be And a soldier at the same time. Because that is what this man Charles Leclerc
1: has to do every single
0: weekend. Uh, Oh yeah. My goodness. Also Carlos too.
1: What the hell? I know. Well, and on top of on top of also having to do like how many setting and car changes in turns. Like they're they're doing like it's like they're doing like a dozen people's jobs at the same time.
0: It is unbelievable. It is unbelievable. Wow. Uh, Like you have a strategy team who should be telling giving direction and directive to the drivers of you guys mm-hmm. need to do this thing now because this is gonna get us a team. What happened to the Ferrari back in the day that would tell the drivers like you need to be doing this, right? Like I mm-hmm. like I definitely felt that from like the Arriva Bene days, right? Right. Where like what what the what the wall said was like Sacrament, right? You do it. Right. Yeah, you do it. Yeah. And now it just feels like they're in such disarray back there. I, I like mm-hmm. you. Ha- you are Ferrari, arguably the world's most popular, and like exc- I, I don't know. If we, I don't even know if I was exclusive, but people love Ferrari, right? Like people I'd say love it's Ferrari.
1: relatively exclusive. Yeah, it, yeah. It, I mean, yeah, it's
0: relatively exclusive. Um, yeah, more so. I think it's more popular than Lamborghini, Pagani, uh, Bugatti, right? um others may argue me on argue with me on that that's fine but you get the point ferrari's ferrari people love they sleep eat live breathe this thing mm. you have so much money right mm. like why aren't you out there hiring the best like what is going on inside ferrari that they just keep fumbling the back like this because right. charl and it, it's like the opposite of mercedes right mercedes is like consistently there like we've said this before they're that three and three three and a half star restaurant that like it's mm-hmm. solid food over and over and over and over again, right? Mm. Um, whereas Ferrari, they just, anytime they come to a race weekend, it's like their drivers are the only people who are doing a good job, right? It's like you go to a restaurant where the service is awesome, but then everything behind the behind the, the, the closed doors in the back is just awful and trash, right? Yeah, you, like occasionally you, show up you get there, a good meal.
1: Yeah, you show up there once... And there's you. There's like a fist fight happening in the back (laughs) of the kitchen, and like the waiter (laughs) is like slightly hungover, and you're like, I'm not sure what's it. And then, but then there's just like the one chef just like. Kicks everyone out, and then he makes you the most incredible mm, like mm. linguini you've ever had in your life. Yeah. But then it yeah. also gives you food poisoning. So it's like <laughs> yeah, it's just like a it's like it's just like the meal yep. the, on the one occasion where you're sitting down and everything is right and the meal is just on point. Yeah, it, it can like that high is so high for Ferrari fans mm-hmm. that they will continue to go back to that restaurant hoping that the circumstances all line up for yeah. that moment. They got that in Singapore. Mm hmm. So that was the one day that they showed up at the restaurant yeah. and they were able to get their meal and nobody was hurt or stabbed. So like <laughs> it was fine, you know. Um, but honestly, this this kind of leads into a discussion uh, something I wanted to ask you about. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess I mean, we could pretty much just I would say we could we could more or less just segue this into our, our sort of podium vibes. Sure. to kind of finish out the season and the race. Um, I, during the qualifying, they were making a lot of comments about how much input Ren- Fernando Alonso was putting on the steering wheel at any given time. And I watched a video where Hamilton was explaining all these different buttons. There were several buttons where he was just like, "You're never going to understand this, so I'm not going to explain it." Mm-hmm. And like, you know, I was going out there. And I thought to myself, Why are the drivers doing this so yeah. much? i i'm looking at this and i'm just thinking like you expect like you sit in you're sitting in the car you have your gas you have your steering you know you're shifting you're 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 focusing on how you're positioned on track what gear you're in but like they're they're also changing like halfway through a turn they will like change. brake bias
0: brake kind bias of yeah
1: um suspension settings like engine mapping uh like you know gear shifts like 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 transmission stuff and do you think it would be better for the drivers if they did not have to worry about half that stuff? Like, I know it would slow the cars down and the lap Mm -hmm. times would go down, but I feel like it would be worth it for the racing's sake. It's like, give the drivers some more mental control back mm-hmm. you know what i mean because it's like they are so there is so much happening They are so stressed out in those cars just like give them just a couple of things like like let's regress a little bit here like they they can shift they can you know they can change the transmission right mm-hmm. maybe they can adjust the bias slightly for, for for the brakes left and like front and rear right mm-hmm. but like let leave the like, like make like the engine mapping and anything like that should just be set in its place for the beginning of the race and would only be changed. If the, if the, if the driver was instructed, press the sequence of buttons because the car is going to fail or something.
0: Sure. Sure. You
1: know, like uh, there's gotta be some way to do this because I feel like I want to see the drivers have more mental capacity to actually be able to race. Yeah. Um, and I know, like, it, it, I feel like they're throwing too much technology. And it's stuff that, like, the, the in the pit lane, they used to be able to make adjustments to on the track, which they can't do now because that's, like, a you know violation of the rules or whatever. But I just think that the drivers should not have to worry about it as much. And I think, like, that's part of the reason why they're trying to make the new engines a lot simpler going forward because it's trying to make that less of a thing. I mean, what, what do you think? I, I'm... I'm
0: also, the additional reason for reducing the the complexity of the of the propulsion unit, the, the engines, um, is that it makes it easier for new engine manufacturers to come into the sport, right? Like Cadillac, um, hopefully with Andretti, we'll see <laughs> mm-hmm. if I still don't fit about that. But um, no, I agree. Um, this really resonates with me because I was just watching uh, this last week, since it was like Thanksgiving break here in the States. Um this video called dis- Disassembling the Greatest F1 Car with the Men Who Made It, the 1988 M- McLaren MP44 um, on the channel JM on Car. So they got three of like the leads from that season who are working at McLaren. There's Steve Nichols, and I forget the the other two gentlemen's their name, but um, mm. like Chief Mechanic, Chief Designer, and I think the Chief Aero Designer, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And the Chief Mechanic was like walking you through like the like inside the the driver's cockpit, like the panel that they had right, and like that steering wheel is so simple. Like you literally had a light for um um for fuel to let you know if fuel was low. You had mm-hmm. another light to let you know if oil pressure was off, and then you have like an like an actual mechanical lever. It was a, I think it was a mechanical lever a switch that you would rotate dial. Um, mm-hmm. that would adjust brake bias for you. More in the front, more in the rear, that sort of thing, right? And that was like mm-hmm. it for, mo- for the most part, right? right? And I remember thinking like, man, could you imagine just driving this car, all you really have to worry about is just your is just your bias, right? Your brake right. bias. And maybe a couple of suspension settings.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, yeah, I kind of wonder, I, and, and it made me think just that, what you're saying here. Like, maybe there's too much going on, right? Um, I think there have been a few times this season where Fernando has talked about, you know, uh Lance Stroll's positioning because he's watching the monitors and like, you know, so that makes mm. you think like, oh, maybe they have some extra mental reserves that you can do other stuff. Sure. Um, but yeah, I think I do wonder if it is too much to ask the drivers to do all that, right? To do effectively like like command line <laughs> command prompt uh, programming, right, while they're right. driving. Like maybe I could see what you're saying there. I do like that idea of like, hey, the engine's about to fail. Enter, you know, go to this mode do this do this right um i guess i what i'm curious about is what would be the argument against that right like like why would people want to keep it the way it is now you know what i mean because i i I think i'm on your side here i think i I agree with
1: you I think the only reason why they would say that is because if they if they it would make the car slower if they didn't, because like so much of the reason why they're as fast as they are is because they're able to dial in the car settings, the settings. Yeah. per turn, and not sure. like you know, um, and so that I think would effectively would slow but but you know it would slow everybody down yeah. And, You know i I think like they're also worried in a sense of reliability because the driver is capable of making changes to the car to prevent it from completely failing and therefore like it's saving the the money so maybe it's a budget thing but i feel like honestly i feel like if you built the engines to be a little bit more robust a little less delicate Mm -hmm. um and gave the driver less to be focused on Mm um i honestly think it would be better it would be i think it would be better I, yeah. I you know you know yeah i and and i'll say this too i think
0: like you're saying that the cars will get slower that's okay and to those who say like racing is about speed i don't know i think speed is one element of it right yeah it is a feature of it racing is about the overtaking getting up to the limit and how you can pass people right and how you utilize that speed like the apex the the you know the the angles of what you're taking the apex and going into mm. into corners that kind of thing that's the really fun part right yeah like just because the car goes really fast doesn't necessarily mean it's fun to watch right like right. like some people yeah. probably would not find drag racing fun at all right like it's it's over and done right like i think a good example would be for roller coaster people or for amusement park people top throw dragster up in cedar point right r.i.p because they disassembled it right. um it's, that's a ride that's over in like what, five seconds? I think less yeah. than like 4.2 seconds, right? And then you have like Millennium Force, which is like a more well-rounded experience where there's like a super, super tall, like like deep drop, you get a couple of good hills, you get lots of airtime, fun thrills, you get kind of jostled around, and that's a much longer experience, right? The mm-hmm. top speed is not as high, but I think people would argue that the Millennium Force is probably a better, more fun, more whole experience, right? And the right. same could be said for this here with, with Going towards a an era of racing that maybe you reduce the top speed, but you encourage more. Um, you encourage the manufacturers and the constructors to, I guess, work more towards their strengths, right? Because you always hear McLaren's good at chassis design. You always hear Mercedes good at engine design. All this kind of stuff. So I think by going in that direction, you actually would allow the constructors to have something that's more unique about them. Right. right from car to car versus like yeah. well i have honed in my 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 engine mapping set up to the precise most optimal and it's like right. i don't know i don't know if that's as fun but yeah i i like this idea
1: well and it's like if you every every historic race that you go and watch whether it's like old um uh, touring cars or even f- older f1 cars from like mm-hmm. the 70s or even the 80s like yeah. They're going a lot slower. Yeah. than the cars are going now mm-hmm. But it was way more exciting to watch, you know because they mm-hmm. were definitely more of uh, there was more driver As far as mechanical control mm-hmm. like it wasn't like drivers changing all the settings and the buttons control it was more like the drivers were able to like they had they had more of a feel in the car to be able to make like kind of mm-hmm. you know maneuver it around a turn and that just looks exponentially more exciting than mm-hmm. you know um but uh but yeah I I, I yeah I'm I honestly yeah I mm-hmm. think I think I think the drivers need to be doing less yeah. that's 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 the way I, I look at it but
0: and yet again uh, Alonzo and Hamilton stands hand in hand
1: <laughs> friendship. Yeah, well, you know, so this season was really intense overall. One for the books. Um, one for the books, for sure. Max ends up with 19 wins with his RB19. That's poetic. Um, <laughs> definitely one of the more dominant seasons, uh, if not the most dominant season of all in F1 history. Um, I still don't think they still didn't get a perfect season, which is, I think, the elusive thing that so many teams have been trying to achieve, and that mm. is... Uh, I that think it's, is isn't a that big, a one, is that a one, two in every race or should at least one, uh, a winning and a constructor winning every single race in a season? I think.
0: Um, like. I mean, if we're talking from the team's perspective, yeah, it would have to be the one, two, um, at least yeah. in my, my, my opinion of what the, the definition ultimate should be. Yeah, season. Yeah. The, um, not the penultimate.
1: <laughs> right, right. But, um, but they came close um, it was really impressive to see and I think honestly really so much of that Red Bull dominance was just because everybody else is still on the back foot mm-hmm. um, yeah, they definitely. still didn't figure out what was what they were supposed to be doing so hopefully they will learn till next year I mean Mercedes should hopefully make a lot of improvements because they're moving away from that uh, that design with the um, driver position being too far in the zero side pod thing mm-hmm. that's all done with so um. Hopefully they will improve, and hopefully that will that will make for a better season as far as a varied race finishes next year. So, absolutely. Um. Yeah. I mean, I. I think. Uh, I think uh, it's it's a weird. It's sort of a weird. Uh, weird end to the season. Uh, I think it was interesting how a lot of the teams and drivers decided to just carry their liveries and helmet designs over from Vegas into this race. Yeah, um, I wasn't
0: feeling that. I don't. You know? I don't know if I like that black Alfa Romeo, honestly.
1: Uh, yeah, it looks too close to a Mercedes. It, if yeah. if they had more gold on it, then like, cause they had the gold wheels and the gold accents. But if there was like more gold on Make it, it, then gold. maybe you know it'd be a little more rich, rich like, energy. Go, th-
0: bro. That's what I'm about to say. rich en- and <laughs> just commit. All of these teams are like dancing around it. Everyone wants to be rich energy. Just commit and do well, it.
1: I mean it's I think it was like originally you know the John Player special library of yeah, Lotus, yeah, yeah. right? And then yeah. Rich Energy just stole that. Mm-hmm. But even before them, Lotus had taken it back too. So like black mm-hmm. and gold is like It's clean. You know, it's it's clean. It's a it's a it's a unique uh, color scheme. But yeah. um but yeah. Um I don't know, who knows? Maybe Red Bulls will uh
0: You mean you know, racing, it, racing, bulls, racing Racing Bulls. Red Bull Zero.
1: Red Bull Zero will um they'll try something different next year you know maybe it'll be like white and chrome like the can is yeah um actually wouldn't look too bad It would look really um, nice actually yeah yeah well one thing too i think that our our final um in our season recap we're gonna have to look at uh, all the special liveries that showed up throughout this Ooh. year and uh yes give us a uh, you know we'll, we'll 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 rank them um i think it might, might probably be a good idea so yeah. stay tuned for that everybody yeah. Um well Idris, anything so, else you wanted to say to cap off the season?
0: Oh yeah. Um I mean I think it was pretty clear. Uh just to, actually about the race real quick that it was Abu Dhabi is still a snoozer for track. Please fix it. Do something. Um if it were in the maybe honestly it's the fact that it ends in Abu Dhabi. If Abu Dhabi were like in the middle of the season, whatever, you know, and we end on Vegas, Vegas would have been more to end on, to be perfectly honest. Um, and that's that's saying a lot. Um but rearrange it, rearrange the calendar, or do something to that track. Like, You just, know what they should do? What what should they do, Gabe?
1: This is what they should do. They should add a crossover. That would be interesting. Like, if they... I don't know how everything is built. It would probably take a lot. But out, exiting out... So you leave... I'm looking at the, the track right now. So you have the start-finish straight. You have one, two, three, four, five, and then the long straight, and then six and seven. Mm-hmm. Instead of having eight be another long curve they should wrap it back around have like some other chicane come through and then just have uh have another heavy braking zone uh right turn over like a little bridge that just carries you back out into the front finish straight or mm-hmm. move the front finish straight down a little bit so that you can have a little a little bridge cross over the track and enter back in um
0: something yeah just to spice it up
1: I mean because yeah like because they 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 need to do something to yeah something to make this more more interesting yeah um i i really i really want another track that's got a crossover that's such a cool thing for a track to have Mm -hmm. um and it can't just be suzuka that's got the rights to that man like you know they should build a track up in washington state or something and just have like a have a crossover under a giant redwood tree or something who knows i mean
0: Ooh. have that in north
1: north california
0: that's giving major cruising usa vibes right there oh hell yeah cruising. It...
1: <laughs>
0: shout out if you know if you know what i mean um <laughs> but yeah uh the only crazy thing i'll say about yas marina did you see the new podium structure what the heck is that man? i just
1: looked it up oh my um, god
0: that's where that yeah, billion that's...
1: dollars went the hell? Yeah, that's pretty wild. It's what's like this, like a monolith in the middle it's of it.
0: Very intense. It's very intense. Um, if you haven't seen it, if you didn't watch like the podium ceremony, just take a look at the Yas Marina uh podium structure. Yeah, that's, it, it is. Yeah, that's intense. Yeah, yeah. That is new. It's it's just out there.
1: You know what? You know what they were going for? They were going for Monza.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Monza kind of has that mm-hmm. sort of central, like kind of yeah. circular thing that overlooks the crowd. Yeah, that's like a Monza yeah.
0: podium. It it honestly as it stands there it's a, it just says to me witness me. That's what it says <laughs> to me. Yeah it says i am a biotic god
1: <laughs> i will say one of the cool the coolest thing that max did all of this this whole season was at the end he was doing donuts
0: yeah yeah like
1: the and then like the minute he got done with his donut it was just and it stopped right there in front of the 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 first and just smoke everywhere and i was yeah. just like "Ooh, that was yeah, that was like, a ooh. smooth move ooh. like it was like literally right next to the podium oh man and he just just like you know slotted right in
0: Real talk, like Red Bull knows the Max was gonna win, right? They yeah. sh- like what they should have done is partner with Pirelli and just put like a little bit of orange graining or some orange like smoke pellets <laughs> in the tires. So he would and do the these podiums like so when he did his donuts, just, donuts it, in, yeah, orange mm-hmm. smoke, yeah. yeah. Um, it would have been real nice. Missed opportunity, Pirelli. Come on, yeah. hire me. <laughs>
1: let's we'll see but then they would have been like oh that was the secret to Max's success for the whole race and like they would have get like he was cheating because he had special orange yeah. pellets you know <laughs> we're never going to stop the orange smoke at least in, yeah. until Max if Max uh, retires then maybe it'll yeah. stop but you know who knows maybe it'll just another and Dutch driver we'll, will show up and take over and then we'll sadly miss it
0: um, <laughs> uh, but yeah I think that's it for podium vibes I, I wanted to say was there anything else you wanted to say because I wanted to kind of let the people know what's up
1: no, no, I'm, uh, I'm hungry. I'm ready to go eat. You're and uh, you know, I'm vibed. I'm maxed out. Is what I am. <laughs> like, you know, we took it to the max, and we're I'm maxed yeah. out with Max Verstappen all the whole season.
0: Well, uh, I, I do want to say, like, fofo Fam, thanks for sticking with us for this first season, first inaugural season of the of the pod. Um, you guys are what make it possible and what make this really fun to do. Um, also I just get to talk with my best friend about cars that go Vroom Vroom Zoom Zoom. Um, and, uh, you know, just be on the lookout because this channel will be updated regularly. We are planning on still dropping weekly episodes. Uh, there's going to be, I mean, we'll probably take a little bit of a break, but, um, Hmm. we do have some really fun, exciting postseason content planned. Um, I think we mentioned a couple times in this episode, we have some deep dive data analysis episodes coming up. Um, I think next week's episode will probably be a season recap. Mm -hmm. And what we're probably going to do is take a look at our preseason testing um uh episode or take a listen sorry um take a listen to that and kind of pull some of our sizzling hot fajitas from that and Mm -hmm. kind of slice and dice here and kind of poke fun of it poke fun at at ourselves Uh, so stay tuned for that and got some some movie reviews coming through um the new brawn gp documentary that just dropped on disney plus or hulu uh we'll be watching that and giving you guys Mm -hmm. our takes on that so look just come back come back because you know formula one don't stop can't stop won't stop um Mm -hmm. actually i don't even know stop
1: me now (laughs) i'm having such a good time i'm having the ball um yeah no um one season down more seasons to go and uh as uh as adrius likes to say often let's go i'm ready i'm ready for i'm ready for next season but yeah i think uh, i'm thinking maybe a christmas break would be uh probably a good idea so yeah
0: um, of course we'll get your season recap all that kind of stuff so oh yeah, just be yeah. waiting for that
1: yeah and honestly if any of you have any ideas things you want to hear from uh, us talk about um send us our way we could definitely have if we have enough people you know sending us messages we can do a whole episode where we're just answering questions and talking about stuff that yeah that would be really fun honestly i'd like yeah. answering other people's questions yeah um but anyway um As we said, thanks for listening. Um, You can find us anywhere you listen to your podcast. So let people know Uh, if you want to hit us up, you can find us on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and Twitter uh, at F1 or F off. Uh, Please, you can send us an email if you'd like uh, to F1 uh, or F1 or F off podcast at Gmail, and that's F number one or F off podcast. Um, Please give us a five-star review or a three and a half or a four. um wherever you listen to your podcasts there are no uh,
0: fist fights (laughs) in our kitchen
1: though (laughs) no 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 um it really does help us out a lot um and uh please be sure to share it with your friends and your family tis the season for sharing it is the season for gifting and why not gift your friends and your enemies uh hour-long episodes of two guys from the midwest Mm -hmm. talking about a thing that now that only certain amount of people care about so yeah um 100 i hope everyone had a great thanksgiving um and uh yeah season one season down like i said another to go infinity
0: we'll, to go yeah
1: we're gonna we're gonna get it going so yeah we'll just have robot ai versions of ourselves just c- continue the show oh, on man. forward as we after we die <laughs> <laughs> uh, hamilton just...
0: hamilton alonzo hamilton <laughs>
1: as long as in the video i've got like eight fingers oh in one yes hand, yes and like the other ones morphing into my shirt
0: yes absolutely you know
1: and my, i've got like three beards under my beard you know mm. and a generic uh Alonso did it again um yeah yeah no that would be fun so all right y'all later peace